Hello and welcome to Ads for Success podcast number three with me, Amanda Perry, agency owner, e-com coach, small business cheerleader, and now podcaster. This podcast is full of real life advice from pulling back the curtain on my agency and seeing firsthand what is working right now in the world of ads. I'll be bringing you interviews from e-com brands that are smashing it right now and hearing from the brains behind them how you can too and delving into the marketing ecosystem around your business that needs to be in place before you start sending paid traffic through to your site. In the same way you wouldn't build a house on sand, you need solid foundations to build, grow and scale your e-com store. We'll be exploring all of this and much, much more. Yes, sorry guys, ads are not a silver bullet. However, they do work for millions of businesses and they can work for you too. Full of practical advice, actionable tips and straight talking, no nonsense help to improve your e-com store, your bottom line and just maybe your life. Stick around and let me show you how. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you find your podcast. And if you enjoy the episode today, please do leave a review as it really helps other people to discover us. Hello, hello. Welcome back to my podcast, Ads for Success. So I am really excited today. I'm doing something a little bit different. The plan with the podcast is to have... Uh, a number of solo shows where I'll kind of talk about a bit more technical terms like what's going on with ads and what we're working with at the moment and kind of stuff in my world and then the interview podcasts where I'm talking to people who are really really smashing it in e-com and in business in general so that you can pick up some hints and tips from them and hear the stories behind the scenes. But this week I wanted to bring in one of my best buddies in the ads world. She is an absolute cracker. She has run some amazing campaigns for some huge, huge coaches that I'm sure you would all have heard of. She's worked with some really big influences in the space. I really just wanted to have more of a conversation with her about how you guys can be using storytelling and personal branding to really, really rocket launch your e-com brands. I know that that scares the living daylights out of some of you, the thought of, you know, talking or going on video or, but I think it's really important. I think it's such an important part of us establishing ourselves and differentiating ourselves at the moment. And I know it's something that we all know we can do, but sometimes it's working out how to do it, isn't it? So anyway, I want to introduce Jackie. She's an absolute legend. I'm honoured to have her on the show. So let's take a listen to what happened when Jackie and I were let loose on a podcast. Okay, so I am delighted today to be joined by my good friend and fellow ad genius I was going to say but that means I'm calling myself an ad genius but ad whiz Jackie Muscat morning Yay! Jackie the crowd goes wild Hello. <laughs> they all fall at your feet <laughs> how are you today I am fabulous thank you I'm fabulous. so much for having me on no, thank you for joining me. So I thought it'd be really cool for the podcast. Obviously, I've got some solo episodes and some interviews, but I thought it'd be really good to have like a sort of conversation one where we're just chewing the fat about ads. And so for everyone listening, Jackie's... Well, do you want to introduce yourself, Jackie, actually? That'd be a good place to start, wouldn't it? Sure, sure. So I am um, a fellow ads manager, ads strategist, and I work in a slightly different niche to Amanda in that I work with people who have um, online courses, who are online coaches and sell their services online. However, I have in a previous life worked with product-based owners with their organic social media. So I have a little bit of... um, background knowledge, if you like, on product-based businesses and the challenges that they face when it comes to promoting themselves online. Um, so yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. I'm, I'm, cool, thank you. I'm a wife of one, mother of one. Um, should I do that thing where I tell you what my favourite donut is? 
wife of I'm glad you're a wife of one <laughs> wife to many <laughs> no that's really cool thank you yeah so I just thought it'd be really interesting to I am all about the the kind of personal branding storytelling getting your story across you know small businesses using that like themselves to their advantage they have this agility that the big businesses Mm. the big corporates just don't have and they have this personality and they have the face and they don't have to go through months of planning to get a social post approved and all that kind of thing so I thought it'd be really cool to have a chat with you about how people how you know I know you're really into storytelling and through using through doing ads for coaches it's all about the people Mm. so I thought it'd be really cool to you know just have a chat about that and how product businesses and smaller businesses can use ads and can use a a really simple strategy to get themselves out there and and to for people to recognize them which is just going to supercharge their business I've seen it myself with doing things like this how it can just really have such an effect on your business. Yeah. I think the I think the biggest struggle that small businesses have, I think even more especially when it's a product-based business, is that they think that the brand is the logo, the website design, yeah. you know, my cookie catchphrase and my <laughs> price point. And actually, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of that. But the, as you sort of touched upon, the big advantage that I believe small business owners have over the, the big gurus is that they can really show their personality and they can really make a deep connection with people, which the big guys struggle to do. And I, and I think if you're not seriously considering that as part of your marketing strategy and really paying attention to what that is and what does that look like for you then you're really missing a trick Mm. and it's one of the rare times that the you know it works in our favor as business owners you know it's that whole thing of people buy into people and in a service-based business that's of course like a backbone but even in a product-based business um you know people have so many options to buy things and the decision isn't often on the shiny website or the price point. Sometimes it's about how they feel about that business and how they yeah. feel about that brand. And if you're not showing any of that, if you're too scared to show any of that or you don't know what that looks like for your business, then you will be competing on price and you will be competing on um you know, how how easy your website is to navigate. People will be more forgiving if they fall in love with you. <laughs> it's just that. Yeah. No, it's so true, isn't it? And, it, you know, in the age of, like, influencers and people being able to connect, you know, I guess it used to be blogging and now it's more, like, Instagram and micro-blogging and stuff. And if someone can really, really connect with you and fall in love with you, and that's often by you just being a bit of a knob in your stories, <laughs> isn't it? And just kind of... <laughs> telling your story yeah being real and and when I guess when I think of like you know the whole not mummy bloggers but that mummy industry you know the whole like nursery stuff and mums that are starting these businesses that after they leave maternity you know and that is such a story that so many people can connect to and there's a whole industry built out of that now particularly I mean I guess it's always happened but you know, now that we can tell our story with so much less friction, we don't have to take an ad out or do get a PR agent. Oh. We literally just turn our phones on and tell our story. And yeah. you think of all the people on, um, you know, Instagram that are doing that and building up their personal brand without even uh, really realising it, I guess. And Hinches, there's a prime example. Yeah. Oh, Instagram was just blown up because she showed... Her life, she showed the, you know, she obviously is like, people are, so I find that really weird, the whole kind of, yeah, kind I of can't understand it, but I don't, I don't understand how, it's a bit like my son who's seven, and when he started getting into YouTube, he started watching unboxing videos, I'm like, why are you watching other yeah. kids unbox toys when you've got toys upstairs, like I just, there's something in my brain that doesn't, I don't get it, and I feel like a little bit like that about the whole Hinch, Mrs. Hinch thing, but what I will say she has done 
incredibly well, and maybe she's even done it without her knowing it, especially in the beginning, was she was just so open and she was knowing yeah. everything and she was, you know, she wasn't censoring stuff. And of course, what happened? She blew up. She has now got a book. My, I went on holiday recently. A friend of mine was like, I'm reading a book right now. I was like, didn't even know she had a book. Oh my god! Well, she's got, she's on like ITV yeah. on this morning and, and stuff, that's isn't she? Really, and... to do with what she's talking about? Because let's be honest, cleaning your house and hinching it, as she's called it. I mean, she's branded herself. She hinches stuff. Um, it's basically yeah. we all know pretty much how to do that. What she's done yeah. is she's built she's built a brand where you want to hang out with her and you want to hear the next instalment. She's basically built like a mini soap opera. Where you know yeah. it's like, oh, came home and like bought this stuff. Look at all this stuff I bought from the pound shop. It's like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, show me, tell me, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you like, but then you like check yourself, don't you? Like, what I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I'm not, but I, I kind of watched it from afar in a fascination and kind of in awe at what you've done. Yeah. Um, and and I think when I've spoken to product based business owners before, especially people who are making the products themselves. They are so heavily invested in the outcome. They're so heavily invested in that product selling that they're so scared to put it out there and to show up because they're just so scared mm. of being rejected and so scared of what if the trolls come out and what if this and what if that? And I'm like, what if you don't do it? You are stagnant. Mm. You are stuck. But I I have quite a harsh view on it, I think, as well, because I sort of think like, well, you know, business is survival of the yeah. fittest. So if you're not going to do it, well. your competitor <laughs> is like, I'm really, I'm really sorry. But if you're, if you can't, I mean, Jesus Christ, some of the comments I've had in previous businesses and in this business, you know, our agency ads get some horrendous comments. But if I if I'm not advertising, if I'm not out there telling people what we do all the time, we don't have a business, you know? So I think I do I do get that people are worried about the comments and worried about putting themselves out there. But I do also think you know, it's survival of the fittest. Like you either do or you don't. don't oh, you? but you have to. This is the roller coaster and and the stuff that, that comes along with running a business, and especially a personal mm. brand. You know, and again, like I said, uh, just to reflect on what I said earlier, that's a massive advantage. That's a massive thing in your camp. So yes, of course, it comes with some negatives, but so what? You want to be like Marmite. You want to be like. Yeah. don't want to be vanilla you know none buys yeah. from vanilla like I think one of the brands out there at the moment a product-based based brand that has a really good voice I think online is innocent smoothies and if no one has looked yeah. at their Facebook page or their Instagram you are missing like a real giggle because they they literally put the most random stuff up but they do it in such a way that you like them so what happens mm. psychologically the next time you go into the supermarket they're on the forefront of your mind and that's essentially what this whole branding thing does is you know if you are you know if you're making clothing or jewelry the next time someone has to buy a, perhaps a present for someone and you've been showing up in the social media feeds with you know good fun relatable content that just lets people into the, your world and your process who are they going to think of you know, who's going to be at the forefront of their mind when they have to make that buying purchase? Really, you massively mm. increase your chances. It's not about, oh, I've got this really whizzy website and I always have these great, and I'm the cheapest in the marketplace or my, you know, my customer service is great. Yeah, all those things matter. But actually, when it comes to your branding and your personal brand, it's more about building that tribe and building that loyal fan base. It's more about hinching yourself <laughs> Yeah, no, I t and and I think it goes a step further than that, doesn't it? That you know, if if you connect with people in the right way, they're wait they have you earmarked for the next event. Oh, yeah. You know, if someone really loves what you're doing, they're like, right, I'm getting that for my mum's birthday, which is in three years time. That's three, years time. Wow. three months time. <laughs> <laughs> three years time. In three months time, you know, that is what I'm going to buy. So you might not make the sale on yeah, like yeah. that first ad but you know you're in someone's mind so yeah okay so 
yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, like, if you kind of start in a new workplace or something, there might be someone that you meet in the in the in the kitchen, and and maybe overhear a conversation that they're having with someone else. You think, oh, they sound fun, or that was funny that, that what they said, or that was interesting. And then it's like the next time you meet them, maybe you don't say anything. And then the third time you meet them, like give it like a hi. And then the fourth time you like that's basically what's happening. It's like that yeah. build up of that relationship. Yeah. So they might be silent on your social media forever. But not forever, but for the beginning. But over time, when yeah. they start to feel that connection with you a little bit more, they start commenting, they start showing up, they start saying something, they might even message you, they might slide into your DMs, you know. But that hasn't happened from one video. That hasn't happened from one social media post. No. That's happened from consistently showing up. Um, and a bit like, again, to refer back to again, the hinge thing about showing up and, and telling a story and kind of doing like that kind of. Um, uh, soap opera kind of thing of I said to people yeah, that are handmakers that that was the, the the kind of niche I worked in before people actually made their product I said you know don't tell me whenever like if you're an artist don't tell me every time you pick up a new blank canvas and it just comes out of you in one hit and that's it you made a masterpiece that does not happen what happens is is that mm. you probably put some put some paint on the canvas, take a step back from think, I don't like it, it's not working for me, take it all off, start again. Think, oh God, is this even a good idea? You probably go back to the sketchbook and then you do this and then you do that. Show that process. Show the struggle. Mm. Like I, I watched something, I can't remember what documentary it was the other day, but they were talking about, I actually think it was about Michael Jordan, but they they talked about in the 90s where he was like the flagship um, poster boy for uh, Nike and this commercial started and the commercial start and obviously he's a big deal in the 90s everybody knows him, Michael Jordan and and the commercial yeah. starts with him with the I think it's actually his voice over saying like I have missed you know 9,000 shots in in my career and lost 300 games but you know but basically I, he didn't say this but basically I'm a legend so he's with his vulnerability yeah. He's starting with all the things that didn't work out. And, of course, what does that make you do? It makes you go, oh, Michael, mm. what a real guy he is. You know, he's, he's going through the struggle as well, mm. you know. And if they've instantly built that relatability. And, of course, you connect that relatability to the product, to the brand, and therefore you think about Nike shoes a little bit differently. So I thought when I was thinking about this, this conversation, I was like, that is a perfect example of picking your ambassador right, number one, but also – how you can take from that story and show your vulnerability and show the real life and show the funny and the, the bits that went wrong. And, you know, if you do a deliver, if you order products and they turn up and the packaging is delivered them and they're all broken, show that, you know, be like, oh, my God, why has this happened today? Yeah, yeah. Let people in mm. on your life and behind the scenes. People are buggers. They want to know. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> They do, but that's why, yeah. like, Insta stories yeah. are so popular, aren't they? Because you can literally, like, I want to watch every minute of your life. Even if I don't know I do, I do. Like, and sometimes I think, oh, damn, they'll see that I've watched their story. <laughs> I didn't mean to watch that. <laughs> I think something I find really interesting is, so I've just got off a coaching call with my, um, like, lot that are on my course at the moment, and and it's predominantly women and I would say 80% of them we were reviewing their ads today and it started off with oh they're, they're doing really shit or oh I don't know what and I was like guys can we just take a minute here and stop mm. talking to ourselves like this you know and it and this I have the same conversation with them about telling their story when I'm saying to them, you need to be like really, really telling your story, telling the process, everything you just said there. And they're like, they suffer from mm. the like, so what? Mm. Like who wants to hear it or what bit do I tell or what? And I I really, really try and impress on them the fact that, you know, this kind of external view of the situation, which we've we've seen in action I know and it's like it's perception isn't it everything is about perception but people can't have a perception of you unless you're out there telling your story and doing your stuff I've been sharing a bit more on insta stories this week and I just put a list one day of like this is what this is my day like this is what I'm doing today 
the messages I have from people really? like, oh my God, you're yeah. killing it, you're smashing it. And I was like, nothing in there said, you know, make a million pounds. Like nothing was like, mm. I am killing it. But the perception of me just, just saying like, these are the things I'm doing, like client meeting, this, 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 record a podcast, whatever. Like it's all perception, isn't it? And if you can have that external view and if you can have a sense of that perception and and tell mm. the story in the way that you want it to be perceived. That's yeah, and I, and I key, also think just it? to add upon that as well, especially when it comes to buying a product, a lot of the time buying a product is an emotional decision. Um, and I was just thinking as you were talking, imagine if there were, uh, let's, I'm trying to think of a product off the top of my head. Let's think of some kind of, okay, I don't know why I would ever buy knitted boots. <laughs> Goods. Like, uh, okay, let's say, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's say an example of an artist, right? So you've got an artist, you've got some artwork, some original artwork, okay? And you go on two different websites. The artwork is, say, very similar. Go on two different websites or two different Facebook pages, Instagram pages, whatever. And one of them is kind of like very much like, buy this now, buy this now. You know, here's the product available now. Da 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 da. Bye, 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 bye. And let's say mm. the second person had in their my story section of their Facebook page or had a had a video or a pinned post or something on their website which which said, you know, painting for me reminds me of my grandmother. When I was a kid and I used to visit her in Cornwall, she had a studio and we would spend precious moments together painting. And I did that from the age of two right the way through to when she passed away when I was 12. She taught me how to do this. She taught me how to do that. It holds such a special place in my heart. And everything that I that I create has, I like to believe, has a little bit of my grandma running through it. Don't tell me that you wouldn't be more invested in buying the second person's product. Because... Yeah. Um, I'm sold. I, mean, I, I want to I mean, buy your art. I mean, I'll do. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll make products with my like. Do that thing where you make them with your dog, you know, and then be like, oh, I rescued him. I make up a sob story. I rescued him from the streets. And- <laughs> but but this is the thing as well, isn't it? Like I know we're joking, but it does have to be authentic. I mean, I I hate the word authentic because it's so like hashtag authentic, isn't it? But you know, it it does have to be. People yeah. smell bullshit a mile off. They're like, oh, you know, this is like something that I rescued from my time in Vietnam or something. And you're like, mm, come on, really? But even, but even I, I used to have a guy that was in my old group. Well, I still have him in my old group. And he made um, room diffusers. He, he, he made these really, they're luxury. They are like about 40, 50, 60 quid a pop, these room mm. diffusers. They're up there in, in the price point. Um, and okay, he can't tell this sob story about his grandmother because that's crap and it doesn't exist. But what he can do is talk about his passion, his passion for the fact that he picks, he takes so long choosing the scents, and he tries to come up with these scents which capture a moment or capture a time. Like he talked a while back about how he creates his Christmas scents. You know, he's like everyone's got kind of the usual kind of like, you know. Uh, like pump. pine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like pumpkin or something. Yeah. Like He's like, I didn't want to do any of that. I and I it took me months of going to this place and kind of testing all these oils, putting these combinations together, you know, reviewing them, this and that. Like I have so much um respect for him for that. Um and telling that side of the story. So it doesn't have to be kind of an emotional soft story. It can be still something which is showing the effort that you put into doing what you do mm. and why you love what you do and why you're the best at what you do and this is I do this a lot with coaches as well you know because coaches often have that thing where it's like why would I choose you as a life coach versus her as a life coach and mm. sometimes it comes it comes down to connection but also it comes down to a lot of that you know why why do you do what you do or why do you feel passionate about selling the product that you're selling there must mm. there will be a reason there will be a reason for definite, we've one of our. It makes me think of one of our clients who's um, he they create art supplies. They had this amazing, amazing client, um, and they had the second most successful Kickstarter of all time, 
And their story is actually about their customers. Like they just put their customers at the heart of everything they do in their Mm -hmm. community and all of their social, all of their storytelling is about how their customers are using their product. Mm -hmm. So actually when people are saying, oh, I don't really like going on camera or I don't really feel comfortable doing that, it doesn't actually have to be about you, does it? Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely not. And again, I think that's the, and again, I hear this a lot. I'm an introvert and I don't want to show up online and I'm scared and I'm this and that. There are so many other things you can do to build a a personal brand or build a strong online brand without giving away the farm in your life. You don't have to. So what what are some of them? What are the things that if for people listening to this, they're like, okay, I'm bored. I need to tell my story. What do I do now? (laughs) So you could... Definitely, as you've touched upon there, use the customers, use the people that you feel passionate about helping. So again, to reflect back on some examples that I've helped people with, there was a a woman that I helped, she made um, kids, she did kids parties, she made all the kind of stuff that goes into kids parties. Um, And she got such a kick out of seeing these little kids face or getting the photos back of these little kids faces. And she would tell the story of the kids party. She'd be like, meet Isabella. Isabella's seventh birthday party was happening. And she wanted to have a princess party. Here's how we work together to make that magical moment happen for her. Amazing. And it talked about all the all the soft stuff that you probably do in your business that you don't realize you do, but you never Mm. really know. You know, I, you know, this woman actually took the effort of, she's like, I met with Isabella. I then had a, you know, a quick chat with her and said, what kind of things do you want? What colors do you like? And I made sure when she woke up that morning and she saw her party set up, she was like floored. She will remember that party forever. I am making magical moments. Mm. and that's it isn't it it's about the emotion it's about the emotion of the story that's that's I think that's the thing that makes the difference between telling your story and that like so what scroll on past and that even if it's not for you that like you know it it's just the thing that makes you connect isn't it yeah and I think even if we don't have kids even if you wouldn't ever throw that kind of party we've all been kids we all, mm. we all remember that. It all probably evokes something in us going, oh, yeah, I remember that wicked party I had as a kid when this happened or that happened. Um, so, and again, you don't, know who, you don't know who's watching these things when you put them out as ads, but sometimes it's that, that's where you get people tagging other people in things because it's like, oh, saw this and thought of my sister or thought of, thought of my best friend or... Totally, that, yeah. That stuff kind of happens. Um, yeah, I have that conversation a lot with like people in the wedding industry who are like, yeah. right, so my targeting is like people who've been engaged and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it probably shouldn't be, you know, they're the people who are engaged and getting married are pretty fixed on what they're going to have. It's the people around them that have some flexibility and some power of persuasion over it. And they're the ones that are going to be tagging them. So, you know, probably being a bit too clever. Yeah, or a bit too yeah, probably a bit too literal, really. Um, so other examples of how you could do some of that is, like I say, showing kind of behind the scenes, letting people into your world. Like again, I've worked with a lot of people that create their own stuff, and I'd be like, "You are never photographing your workspace. Mm. Oh, never show it. Oh God, it's it's like it's my spare room or it's my kitchen table." I'm like, people don't care. They actually want to see that. Yeah, you're promoting yourself as a hand maker. We expect it to be made at someone's home (laughs) on the kitchen table. You know, you're creating. Yeah, you're not going to have everything organised. Show it. But that's why we want to buy it, isn't it? You know, it's the. I remember Mary Porter saying a, a couple of years ago, it was like one of her Christmas roundup shows, and she was like it's no longer about the stuff it's about the story you know I want to give you a product that I'm telling you was made by this guy in Wales who sources his leather from this antique place and stitches it by hand in his workshop which you know with freezing hands in the winter and, you know it's about that story isn't it that any people we buy so much stuff we want the experience now we want the story of you know where it's come from and why it was made of buying that product mm. as well when you buy into someone's story or you like them or or you're just thinking they're a really lovely person and they're so creative or 
you know, I'd love to have a piece of them in my home. You actually have pleasure paying for that product in the end because you're like, I'm supporting you. I'm helping you. I applaud you. Yeah, totally. But again, that's never going to happen if the only thing you're putting out there on social media is limited offer, buy this now, or buy one, get one free, or oh, mm. on sale now. The only thing you're ever doing is sales posts and that you're never going to get that connection with people. And the other thing that a lot of people don't do is time lapses. You know, again, it, this is specific again for people who make their own products, but time lapse what you do. People are, are absolutely magnetically pulled to watching people create. And again, I've had loads of people say to me, it's not that interesting. I'm like, for you, probably not, because you've done it a yeah. couple times. But for someone who can't paint, someone who can't sew, someone who can't draw, that, you know, and people may have known know this, but there's a guy called Mr. Doodle. Have you ever seen Mr. Doodle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doodles and just recording yeah. it. And people, it's hundreds and thousands of views because people are mesmerized at how he's just doing it but the difference is with like mr doodle or any of those um there's the crispy one isn't there the girl that does the crispy cakes as well yeah. and it's like it's almost like modern art isn't yeah. it you look at tracy emin stuff and you're like i could do that and you, well you didn't <laughs> like they are showing up every day and and sometimes people are in search of this thing about being amazing or being great but for me great is actually just doing doing something doing good stuff but consistently yeah. like just do something good but do it all the time and people don't see these immediate results and think that what they're doing is rubbish but there's so many examples aren't there of people who grow these huge accounts and I know huge account doesn't mean a huge business but if we're looking at in terms of engagement and you know reach and popularity you know popularity as in a lot of people seeing you um you know just doing the thing like symmetrical breakfast like you know you've got two plates of identical breakfast in a symmetrical photo they've got I don't even know, like, like they've got like 500,000 followers or something in a book and a, you know, it's just, it's just about doing the thing all the time, isn't and it? And I think also, as I mentioned earlier, don't, don't be so committed to the outcome. So be in for the long haul. You don't build a yeah. personal brand overnight. That doesn't happen. You, know, yeah. you have those anomalies where it seems to happen really quickly, but I've heard of so many stories of people saying, I've been working at this for two years and then this one thing yeah. and then it blew up, you know? Yeah, so it's like the overnight success that took 10 exactly. years, isn't it? It's like, exactly. yeah, exactly. So you're yeah. going to put that content out there and if you're going to put some budget behind that content, do it long and slow, you know? Don't do it hard and fast and be like, my days Ooh, later. Jackie. Sorry. Wrong podcast. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, long and slow wins the race. Um <laughs> No one likes no one likes quick and fast anymore. Definitely not when you reach your thirties. You know, you get over that by then. Um, I feel like we're completely losing our way. <laughs> um, okay, so to kind of put that low budget in, keep it going, and just let it build, let it build, let it build. You know. Yeah, I completely agree. I think people there's a big difference between you know, growing a personal brand and making sure your face is seen. We were at event, an event together on Saturday, mm -hmm. weren't we, in London? And so many people were saying to me, oh, I see your ads everywhere, like you're doing so well. And I kind of like, we're doing all right, you know, but I don't spend a fortune on my um, like personal ads. The, the agency ones we do, that's a different beast. But the person, my personal ads, I don't spend a fortune on it but you know it's hitting the right people and I saw then the effect of this perception yeah. is just so powerful so we're saying don't make your product feed Instagram feed Facebook page a catalog don't be buy my shit buy my shit buy my yeah. shit what are we saying we need to do instead of you that? need to obviously have an element of that of course you do um but I would intercept um, and especially I think if you're at an early point in your building your brand or building um, your business that you really want to have a have it, I don't know, you could probably say do it 50-50, I suppose, where 50% is like promoting your stuff, but also another 50% is all that other stuff that you think is not important, mm. but is so important. Because 
whilst you're building your business, people need to get to know you. And then, you know, once you're kind of more established, you could potentially dial that back. Um, but that needs to be all the kind of behind the scenes. This is how I do what I do. This is what works. This is what didn't work. Here's my story. Here's why I do what I do. Here's why I'm passionate. Here's why I'm different. Um, you know, and you don't want to dog out any of the competition, but you can do that in an ethical way that makes you stand out. And, and another thing that we haven't touched on here, but it, which is so important, which I feel really passionate about is have a bloody personality. Mm. you know I know some people say oh that's really hard I feel like I don't have one or blah 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 and I'm like find it (laughs) find it because again you don't have to be you know a stand-up comedian with your social media that's not what I'm saying but have an element of ooze in there that people can read it when they're scrolling through their feed and they see something go oh I know who's written that without even knowing seeing your But it's not, I don't think it's even, I know um, there's a there's that saying, isn't there, like me or hate me, there's no money in the middle, which is so true, isn't it? And obviously we don't want people to hate us, but if someone, if we're talking about like ad spend and that kind of thing, if someone's going to scroll past and, you know, not not cost you money, then you want to get rid of them straight away, don't you? You don't want to be paying for their click or their, you know, whatever. And also what will happen is those ones that do follow you and do love you will love you hardcore. Or showing up in that way, you know? Um, And I think it's just, again, back to what we said at the beginning, you just have to accept that you will get some negativity sometimes. Deal with it. Move on. Don't be... use it like use it as an opportunity to show how much you care and show that it is a human being like there's a difference isn't there between you know a bit of like a negative comment maybe saying like how much or you know that's a lot for that and someone being really rude like if someone's rude or swearing or you know I'll I'll delete the comment or hide the comment but if they're if they're if it's a genuine question or if it's someone just showing a bit of ignorance I'll just use that opportunity to show people that A, it is a real person behind the the company, B, that I mm. care, like I give a shit, mm. you know, um, and C, that I, d- I don't want those comments. I'm, I'm, I stand behind my product, you know. If someone's, if I'm selling, I don't know, a hand cream and it's like 40 quid and someone's saying 40 quid, you know, you can get that in Tesco for one ninety nine or something. A, your targeting's probably a little mm. bit off. <laughs> but B, you know, you you then have the opportunity to stand by that. And as you build your brand and your personal brand, you'll realize that people will, um, you know, jump to your defense. Yeah. People will come to your yeah. defense before you do yeah. in the comments. And, and sometimes if you're feeling particularly prickly or maybe you've not had your coffee that morning, Sometimes um, I've given the advice to product owners when they get that, oh, that's expensive, is to just answer with and compared to what? You know? You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to compare yeah. my hand cream to a Tesco special. Yeah, it's expensive, but it's not the product. Yeah. So why would you do that? You know, yeah. so again, have that one in your arsenal if you're feeling spiking one day. I mean, it's, it's usually common sense. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's good yeah. to you, sometimes it's not. But you can do it in an eloquent way. But again, it's about, you're just going to get that because people will just make an assumption. But those ones that get it will love it and they'll follow it. They'll yeah. Again and I again agree. and again and again. No, I totally agree. I'm thinking about a client I spoke, or a prospect that I spoke to a couple of weeks ago and she was so lovely. And we were talking about her product and she has this um, organic sunscreen mm. for kids. And it was it was doing really, really well. She had some really good early traction. We were talking about her costs and it was it was uh, around it was around forty five dollars, this sunscreen, which to me seemed a lot. So we were kind of digging into the costs and I said, So what's the point how much more can you fulfill? Like what's the point? Where do we need to get to for you to be able to outsource it? She said, oh, I, I don't think we'd ever get to that stage. We, we don't want to outsource it because when we mix it, we mix it with love. And I actually have a shaman oh. to do a, a shamanic um, ritual over it. And we have candles burning and we put love in there oh. to protect the kids even more. And I was really blown away by this. And I was like, 
Yeah, it's amazing. I was, and she was like, so I would never want to not have that. Like, um, she said, oh, you know, I'm a bit woo-woo, but I, I'm into that. Like, I get that. And I was like, God, I completely missed that on your website. Went to her website, not a word of any of that. <laughs> like, nothing. You know, so, but I think it's a really um interesting sort of phenomenon that we're often so close to the story we can't see the really obvious bits we have to pull out absolutely and and you could do that sometimes with especially if you're small enough to do this kind of manually um but going back to people that buy from you say why did you buy you know if you're not sure on that you won't be surprised what people say i've been following you for some time and i really like the way that you do this or you do that or you talk about this or you know, um, I've got another person that was in my old business and she used to um, draw wildlife. She was a really good artist and she could just do magical things with them, um, just like a bunch of pencils. And she used to draw like at, like British wildlife, so it'd be like foxes, hedgehog, hedgehogs, ducks, that kind of thing. And again, she did a similar thing. She just dropped into conversation once. She's like, oh yeah, every 10% of all my profits go to like this, this animal charity. And I was like... That should be everywhere. What are you talking about? It's an afterthought. Because people are pleased Mm. to buy from you. They feel like they're doing good. And also it just means that you're really, they can tell then that you really love wildlife and you really love animals. And you just happen to be a fantastic artist and that's your subject. But one more thing that from the rooftops, that should be on the cover image, that should be here, that should be there. Again, I didn't think it was really a big deal. yeah but that stuff matters doesn't it so particularly to like millennials now and i hate using that word but they are so or people now consumers now are so conscious of that story and of that um that kind of uh environmental impact and you know are you like the whole plastic thing like we've moved away from plastic you know there's whole stories to tell around that i think those things like that like the giving to charity or the packaging, you know a lot of like um ethical yeah it just it matters it can be the thing that tips people oh, over 100%, the edge, 100%. it 100% and and i think again you need to kind of probably just get if, if this if you're listening to this thinking yeah I do have these things that I'm probably not promoting just get a piece of paper and just dump them on this piece of paper like brainstorm it and just start testing your content yeah. start testing what resonates the most you know you might be really surprised that people might not be so interested in this feature of your product but are interested in this benefit of your product or the other way around you know so I think yeah you, you've got to kind of be steered a little bit by the data that's given back to you from social media, but you've, you've got to be putting it out there full stop, <laughs> you know. I agree. And that's the, that's the beauty of social, isn't it? Like try a load of stuff yeah. and just see what works because it's, you know, it's like the old newspaper article being tomorrow's chip wrapper. It's yes, it's still going to be on your feed, but like no one's going to see it after a while, are they? Yeah. Or just delete it, you know, then it's yeah. gone. No one knows. <laughs> okay so we're saying final wrap up we're saying your story matters people care and you are probably at the heart of your story but if you're not and if you're not comfortable with that then your customers are or your product is or your processes show your passion show 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 your why you know and go deep on that and again either do that through yourself and or through your customers and the joy that you bring to them or the pleasure that you bring to them. And we see that a lot with ads, don't we? Like, you know, thinking about that kind of middle of funnel stuff where we really need to show them the user generated content and the social proof. And, you know, it's really just a way of showing that social proof, isn't it? If you're talking about how much your customers love your product, it gives you that bit of FOMO that's probably going to, if you were if you were interested in the product, we're not talking about you know manipulating people. But if you're interested in the product, it's one of the things that's going to move you closer Absolutely. to that purchase. Can I just touch on one thing on there? Something that I've learned in mm. my journey, and something that I tell all of my coaching clients to do is I picked this up from someone else. So I'm not trademarking this, but she talks about <laughs> just in case, so she finds me and goes, "Jackie, you use my words." 
talk about Botoxing okay. people's testimonials. So don't just ask for a testimonial. Ask for specifics. And then if you get back that testimonial and you think, oh, I could just, if I just rejig this and rejig that and make it look like this, send it back to that person, get them to approve it and use that version. Like it, there's something about testimonials that sometimes if you get a great one, great. But sometimes you're like, you know, again, let's use the hand cream. Oh, it made my hands so soft. They've never felt like this before. Great. That's a lovely testimonial. What you really want is, you know, I'm a mum and I'm constantly, I'm a new young mum and I'm constantly got my hands in nappy wipes, washing up liquids, you know, this, that, cleaning products. And my hands started to look like a 98 year old woman's. Well, I'm using this product for two weeks. They are back to their, restored to their, back to their normal youthful state. Like how much more of a Botox testimonial is that? Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a bit of a health check around that, though, isn't there, where, like, the age that we're... And I know testimonials are so important in coaching, but I think there's a bit of a thing in e-com where people kind of lose a bit of trust with these reviews, you know? You can go onto Fiverr and buy, like, a 1,000 reviews for $50 or something, which is how, like, Trustpilot and stuff have come up, where they've got, like, the verified purchases and stuff. So I I really agree with what you're saying, and I think to have that kind of thing on your website. But, again, I think it goes back to that authenticity and make sure, like, make sure you know I, I was I, I talking to a client the other day and I looked on his website and it was like it was a brand new business and it said as featured in wow. GQ Vogue like men's health blah 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 I said god you've done really well to get these features he went oh yeah um I, I think we need to take them off they were just like they're on the on the template <laughs> on the Shopify template reviews <laughs> well that's not true is it you've put them on there so I do think like I, I don't know. I just, I really believe in having these um, sustainable, like deep connections with our customers and these good businesses where we're, I know you're not, you're not saying like no, no, massage no, no. the truth. I think what you're, what you're saying is right about make sure that you've got the reviews that are going to work for you. But I think there's definitely, yeah, a bit of a health check around, make sure that the, don't be tempted to use to get social proof oh by God, making no, up no, reviews because no, 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 no. they're just so transparent. You know, they're just you can, yeah, people see absolutely. through that. Absolutely. So, the, 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 when you, perhaps what you could do then is when you send over your "Hey, thanks for buying" email or something, or maybe you kind of set it up in your CRM that it's like people have bought from you two or three times. Is um, <clears throat> to just say, can you just tell me specifically why you love our brand? Why would you choose us over someone else? Like, ask specific questions. Don't just say another testimonial on this product. Yeah. Because what you get back, well, nine yeah. times out of ten, be yeah. okay, but it won't be great. Whereas if you just give them a little guidance, sometimes you'll get back absolute gold. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you can use that time, you know, use it for little yeah, quotes yeah. on social media yeah, and obviously yeah. reviews on your website. Absolutely. And, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So I guess what we're really saying is, find a way and customer feedback is a great way as you say of doing this is find a way to pull the essence of your story out and tell it time and time again like share the shit out of it like yeah. literally an emotional connection personality and give people a reason to remember you and choose you over the competition which doesn't always come down to price or speed of delivery or you know how busy your packaging is it's to do with so much it's a to- deeper than that so use that to your advantage because that's what the big boys can't do exactly brilliant well thank you very much that was packed and frantic as our conversations always are but full of value I hope for people listening and yeah I think it's really important isn't it to have that objective view of your feed maybe that's a really good thing to do like get a a business friend or someone in a slightly different industry just to look and give you a really honest review of your account you know is it a catalog am I just talking about my product just saying buy my stuff buy my stuff buy my stuff because no. that's not what that's we no, want is it yeah, I mean even the big brands don't can't get away with that so you can so in no. the nicest way so yeah get that yeah. yeah no offense <laughs>
Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thanks for taking the time to shoot the breeze. And I look forward to having you back on. Oh, for you're welcome. Have a great two. day. For listening. <laughs> Take care. See you later. Bye bye. Thank you so much, Jackie. What an absolute superstar. She's just apologised for talking too much, but that, that is just what happens when two friends get together, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure you can all relate. There wasn't even any drinking involved this time. Um, that was so good. So I just want to wrap up a bit about what we've been talking about because we were kind of darting around a bit. So really the takeaway, I think, for you guys is to have a look at what you're putting out there. Make sure it's not a catalogue. Don't just do the buy now, buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit. We know that doesn't work. There does have to be an element of that, as we said. But that interspersed with this storytelling and really keeping those those strong content pillars of what I want to say and how I'm going to say it is, is what works, as we know. Get customer feedback. This is something that's coming up time and time again in these podcasts. Make sure you're getting customer feedback. I know sometimes it's tricky and we don't want to hear the bad stuff, but the bad stuff is just as important as the good stuff. You really want to work on the bad stuff and share the good stuff. Like make sure you're doing more of the good stuff. And with the bad stuff, that's that's something you need to work on, you know? That's something you need to make sure. If it's something you're hearing time and time again, it's definitely an area you need to focus on. Use customer reviews. So customer reviews are so powerful in this age of constant bombardment by all these brands on social and in in our everyday lives we're just bombarded by all these messages so that social proof and that trust factor is really really important so use your customer reviews use them in your ads use them on your social posting make sure you're telling people about what customers love about you and use the customer feedback and the reviews to really pull out those bits that they love about you and tell your story around those bits. So if people are telling you the reason I bought from you was this, the reason I bought from you was because you're a mum and I can relate to that and I love the way you tell 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 us about your life on Instagram stories or if people are saying I bought from you because, you know, I know that you use... Um, ethically sourced products and that's really really important to me I bought from you because I know every time I buy from you you give 10% to this charity and that's so important to me so tell those stories make sure you're telling those bits of your stories that your customers are telling you matter to them and the final thing is to not be afraid to share this stuff. I think, and I've been guilty of this before, if I'm launching a course or launching a new product or something, I'll often kind of talk about it a bit and then you think, oh God, people are going to be sick of the sound of me. But I can tell you something, as soon as that cart's closed or as soon as they can't get it anymore, as soon as the course is launched, people are saying, I didn't know it was happening. I didn't know where, where I didn't see anything about it. However many times you think you have told this, or you have told them that you've got a sale on, or you've told them this new product's coming out, or you've told them about this new idea you've got, tell them some more and then some more, you know, just keep sharing it, keep telling it. And this is where it comes in to have a variety of subjects that you're talking about. You don't just want to be saying buy this buy this buy this all the time that gets boring people will switch off no one wants to be your friend sad life for you <laughs> so make sure you are telling the right bits at the right time to the right people just keep that variety and make sure that it's engaging and and you'll know that from your customers you know you'll know it by the way they're engaging with your content and talking back to you so there are top tips for building a personal brand and telling your story around your business it really is the jetpack that's going to make your business just go from strength to strength. I hope you enjoyed it. Really looking forward to seeing you next time. I hope you can join me soon.